welcome to Medicare Advantage for Health Plans podcast. Insider insights and perspectives on current trends for health plan professionals. This program is sponsored by UST HealthProof and AdvantageSure. Services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans. We're joined today by Dave Laity, who'll be talking about regulatory concerns in enrollment technology. Welcome, Dave. I'm thrilled to have you today. Thanks. It's great to be here. Dave, would you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. I started my career in customer service for a large regional health plan. Uh, When Medicare Advantage and Part D became more prominent in the market in 2016, I moved into a role at the health plan to help develop product offerings and a standard enrollment solution uh, for those products. That included the implementation of the ICA Systems enrollment product, which is now AdvantiSure. Once the enrollment project was live in production, I left the health insurance company to work for ICA Systems to continue building out the enrollment product. At AdvantiSure, I've been part of several different teams that focus on production support, product enhancements, and new client implementations. In all of these roles, I work closely with internal stakeholders, including compliance and regulatory teams, to help build out solutions for health plans that meet their business needs and to ensure that they're fully compliant. When you were developing the enrollment solution, were you the first in the marketplace with a product of this kind, or were you developing something with enhanced capabilities? The market already had its bigger players that existed from a commercial insurance perspective. And I think a lot of those software applications were able to make changes and modifications to their current systems to be compatible with Medicare Advantage. But what we were doing was building the enrollment product from scratch. Uh, We took the enrollment and disenrollment regulations from CMS, published for Medicare Advantage in Part D, often uh, referred to as MA and PDP. And we really used them as a list of requirements. Those regulations... Um, along with feedback from our clients, were used to build this industry-leading product. How was building the product, using regulations as a foundation, advantageous or maybe even different from other platforms that were making modifications to their already existing structure? Good question. At the time, it gave us more flexibility because we were building a product from scratch using the latest technologies. In other words, we weren't constrained to existing systems with old technology or functionality that was built specifically for a commercial business. Medicare Advantage is very unique and very specific. So over the years, we've been asked by prospective clients if we can enroll commercial membership in our Medicare Advantage system. And the answer has generally been no because of the MA and PDP specific rules that were built into our system. You know the old adage, if you try to please everyone, you'll please no one. And this couldn't be more true here. Could you elaborate on What kind of unique specifications are different for Medicare Advantage versus commercial business systems? There are a lot of rules in place with Medicare Advantage enrollment. First, we have to validate the members' Medicare Part A, B, and D eligibility before we can enroll them into a Medicare Advantage or a Part D plan. To do this, we had to integrate with the CMS Medicare Beneficiary Database, uh, which is the source of truth for Medicare eligibility information. Many plans and vendors use a batch process or a file submission to CMS to verify the Medicare eligibility. We were able to take advantage of their real-time eligibility lookup, which is handled through an API or an application programming interface uh, that allows two different systems to communicate with each other. Another rule is that there are only specific times or scenarios where members can enroll. Generally, annual enrollment period, or AEP, is the time where any member can enroll in any plan they want. Outside of that, there are special election periods 
um, but the member has to be eligible for those enrollment or election periods. A few examples include members who first become eligible for Medicare, uh, members that are eligible for low-income subsidies from CMS, or members that move from one service area to another service area. A couple more examples include members that have certain chronic conditions. They're able to enroll in a chronic condition special needs plan or a CSNP year-round. And then last but not least is a pretty common scenario for members that are losing employer group coverage. These members are eligible to enroll in individual MA or MAPD plans after losing their employer-sponsored coverage. Not all these scenarios typically apply to commercial plans, and this highlights why we build solutions that are specific to Medicare Advantage. So tying that back to the technology, you have to build these validations into the enrollment solution. Um, the enrollment is where the member's overall experience begins, and a successful enrollment enables other downstream activities like claims processing and, and vendor integration and member correspondence. So the API that you were talking about that allows for this coordination with CMS's system, is that a primary differentiator in the market? It is. Uh, first, the CMS Marks database, and that stands for Medicare Advantage RX database. That's where all Medicare eligibility is housed at CMS. So we were able to use that eligibility data and bake it into our core logic to do real-time Medicare Advantage eligibility determination during the enrollment process. CMS offers this real-time capability to all health plans and third-party vendors, but it's a differentiator because not all vendors have been able to take advantage of it. There are so many Medicare regulatory and compliance rules. Could you give a broad overview of the different types of rules that exist and how that influences the logic built into the technology? Yeah, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is CMS's set of rules that defines an enrollment as complete or incomplete. Our system has a completeness check to make sure we've met all the CMS criteria. Things like the member signature, responses to questions about other um, health coverage, making sure the member's permanent address is within the service area. Those are all things that we have to check before submitting the enrollment to CMS. If the member doesn't have one or some of those elements captured, then the enrollment is marked as incomplete and it goes into a different workflow to obtain the missing elements. So the incomplete pathway includes outreach to the member with a request for information letter. It might say, dear member, we received your enrollment request, but you didn't sign your application. Please contact customer service to resolve and provide that information. Then the application goes back through the completeness check to make sure all the data elements and responses to the questions have been received. So once the member is enrolled, that's a separate workflow. Uh, could you give me an idea of how that works? Sure. Once a member passes that completeness check and it's been determined that the enrollment is complete, we submit it to CMS. CMS will respond with an acceptance or rejection. Uh, in most cases, about 99% of the time, the enrollment will be accepted because the system has gone through all of the required validations already. After acceptance from CMS, it's processed as a member in our system, and any changes that occur from here are considered membership maintenance. There are a number of different things a member may have to update after they're enrolled. For example, if a member contacts customer service to notify them of an address change, the rep will make that change right in the system. If the new address is in a state or county that's outside the health plan service area, the system catches that and starts tracking the member in our out-of-area process. This process, like a few others, includes some member tracking and, and member correspondence components. Another example is a PCP change or a primary care provider change. A member might contact customer service to find a new PCP 
And these changes are all initiated in our enrollment system and flow downstream to other impacted systems like our claims processing system. And I'd assume all of this is automated. Correct. It's all automated, including the letters that are triggered. There's always some manual business processing and some oversight that goes in it to manage the workflows in the system, like ensuring letters are going out on time and responses are being received and recorded when a member calls in. But overall, it's a fully automated process. I suppose when CMS comes out with new regulations, the system has to be updated and added to? Yes, that's correct. CMS will have software releases and regulatory changes throughout the year. And then leading up to AEP, there are usually changes to Chapter 2 of the Medicare Managed Care Manual and Chapter 3 of the Prescription Drug Manual, which are the main pieces of enrollment and disenrollment regulation that we reference for our enrollment solution. We have teams that do an initial review once those updates are received, and then they work with the product teams that do a deeper impact analysis to see if any changes are needed um, to our systems or processes. If a change is needed, the team collaborates on scope, requirements, and estimates, and the changes are included in one of our upcoming monthly software releases. Is there any coordination with the quality team to build enrollment processes and member workflows into the tech to ensure there's a cohesive brand identity and a positive member experience? Yeah, definitely. Quality assurance or QA is part of everything we do. All of our teams have dedicated QA resources that ensure everything we deliver to our clients is high quality and defect-free. Whether we're building out enhancements or making regulatory updates, we've always got an eye toward quality and compliance. Um, AEP is the most important time of the year for our clients and for us, so it's really important for us to understand any changes that our clients are making for the upcoming plan year so we can accommodate them in our system. It's also really important for us to monitor and adapt to all regulatory changes that we receive. Dave, thanks so much for explaining how regulatory has such an impact on tech development in the Medicare Advantage market. You bet. I enjoyed talking with you. To all our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, follow Medicare Advantage for Health Plans podcast on Apple or Spotify, and be sure to share this episode with your colleagues on LinkedIn. This program was brought to you by UST HealthProof and AdvantageSure. From end-to-end core administrative processing, risk adjustment and quality, to clinical operations, care management and member acquisition. We offer a full suite of services and technology solutions for government-sponsored health plans.